Audio Frontier. This is Football Daft with Stephen Purden. Midfield dynamo and average actor. Chris Toll. Target man. Suspicious character. And... Welcome to Football Daft, the daftest Scottish football podcast around. My name's Stephen Purden and let's welcome your starting lineup. First, let's welcome a man who this week put potatoes in a Chinese curry and left his girlfriend raging. Aye, but do you know what I ended up, did I tell you I ended up making an arse completely because Aye. I bought the rang beef. No, did I tell you I bought the rang beef? Aye. If you're doing a Chinese curry, you need to get minute steak. I mean, I've, I've cooked, everywhere I've cooked in the telly, I've cooked for many people, but I kind of made an asset last night, especially. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, I've cooked for many people. <laughs> <laughs> for many dignitaries. <laughs> and, now, Aye. and by yeah. the way, see, when I did cook in the telly, have I told you this? What? No. no. I had to pay for the messages. Shut up. Swear to God, STV2. Yeah. It was, hey, I was um, going to say, where were you cooking STV? Ah, where else would that be? Money. Come on, where else would that be known? And now, let's welcome a man who is rubbing his hands at the prospect of Michael Stewart joining Celtic TV. It's Chris Toll. Aye, Aye. I'm all for it, man. I think he's a great pundit. Quote-unquote, Chris Toll yesterday in the group chat, Michael Stewart is a Celtic man. Aye, I was joking. I know, but I'm going to take that and run with it. Listen, by the way, that was was, uh, was my my rumour mill for the day, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lads, really? we've already we've already bumped that one. Uh, no, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm really looking forward to a new lineup because they've got they've got a new commentator in and stuff like that. They've they've, they've hired quite a, a good few well known uh, what pundits for it. It's going to be good, man. It's definitely going to be good. Well, it's kind of one of the ones. I mean, like I said, it has. I mean, Michael Stewart's been auditioning for this role for a very very long time. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm all, I'm always happy when somebody keeps going. Traditions, they keep going, they don't get knocked back. They, they get <laughs> not what it was like. Not what it was like, Stevie. You know I mean? It was like when Grado was trying to get into ICW back in the day. He's just sending out <laughs> videos and all that. No, it's like me when I go for every audition and Martin Compton gets apart. I just keep going for it. One day, wee Martin's not going to be available. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> how I keep going. I'm just going to ask you, but... What addition, Bob, have you been to that you really, really wanted and you never got? Sweet 16. You got that? I didn't get the part I was auditioning for. Martin Cobbs didn't go it. Oh, right. Oh, You're my life guy. so much different for you. You could have been in line of duty back there, Stephen. Instead, you're stuck in your three. Martin Cobbs would be sitting here with you three chumps in him. I mean, I'd be fucking... <laughs> I've no swag, G. <laughs> You know what we really wanted? Tam Spragans, Gredo. He really wanted Tam Spragans. <laughs> he never got it. <laughs> did, you, did you ever get an audition for Still Game, Bob? No, but I used to oh. do the voiceover for it all the time. See, the even it was, I was always the one that introduced it in BBC all the time. Did you? Aye, aye. Well, I, I, did, oh, I went for... I got asked today, I can't remember, it was maybe Series 2 or Series 3, I can't remember, but I couldn't. Never get an audition for it, but... Ford and Greg could ask me if I would be up for dinner, but I wouldn't get I couldn't get released for River City at the time. <laughs> right, so this week's Scottish football trips, would you would you make it? Would you <sighs> make no SFA charging fist on hearts for right. a full legal action? You can talk about us, but right, what what about the boys on them, man? 
Aye. I mean, a blowtorch couldn't give him anywhere a redneck. Oh, man, you couldn't make her neck there. It's complete shithousery from the SFA. Complete shithousery. By the way, it's, fuck, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love when you do that, John. He's uh, <laughs> battering. Tell us your opinion about it. John, what do you think? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Couple of, day, couple of days before this is meant to go to arbitration, and then the SFA suddenly decide to wade in on oh, this. Wait a minute, oh, hold on. Wait a minute, John. And then they're wading in. John, you're wrong there. You're wrong there because the reason that the SFA are wading in is because Party Thistle and Hearts bypassed arbitration. Yes, and I know they did, but now, the, a couple of days before this goes to it, and they've waited it now. Could they not have just waited till after this decision's been made? No, but that's what I'm saying. Hearts and, Hearts and Partick Thistle bypassed the arbitration stage. So the, S- the SPFL didn't have any way to bring it to a resolution. They, they bypassed Aye, but, that. But so, I think what John's saying is, at this moment in time, to go now, like two or three days beforehand, to then fucking hit out with us is a bit... It's a, it's, it's a, it's a brass neck. Aye. As a brass neck, but I can understand why they're doing it, is what I'm saying. Aye. See how they, they deal with Hearts and Partick Thistle. Will this roll on till at the start of the season? What will happen? Could it, it could stop the season for starting. That's I what I'm saying. It, it could stop two weeks on Saturday, the season kicks off. If this... And they've no got a league together. Loading, it could stop the season. It could. Oh, man. They've already said that there's absolutely no wiggle room within the fixtures. No. Right? So see if Hearts manage to get the season postponed. You could see the season getting cancelled completely. Aye, and see if that happens. Do you know what I mean? What, what the fuck, man? We're fucked. I mean, I've asked my mate to come up, man. My missus, is, she's walking Tinto Hill on Saturday. I've got an empty. The Wains are going to my ma's. I'm going to get a carry out. The Rangers game's on at half five. This needs to get resolved. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not wrong. I'm being serious. I've been looking forward to this for months. Who did Rangers play? Petaudry away. Petaudry. Aberdeen. Saturday night. Half five kick-off. Bevy. Empty. I don't need that shit with fucking Fisso and Hearts. Just for the invite. You didn't care, man. Mate. You could never come and sit and watch a game of football with me and my pals. How no? Because you'd be up and doing you're like away and you can't sit in your ass for more than 10 seconds. Is that the way you think? Is that the way you think? No, I don't think you don't manage well to shut up. He'll just start like a big way in. Well, you can come in my house and watch your Rangers game, pal. Do you know what, Till? I would go to your house because these, this, this scoff you've been putting in the WhatsApp. <laughs> you're doing well, mate. You're doing well. Mate, you don't even see the football bin at your kitchen. The cupboards are bare. Fucking Rangers are on the counter with 10 minutes to go. You're watching it. He's in your cupboard shooting. Where did, did Nicola get this? Yeah, Bob, where did you get this, mate? Do you use that to make your sausages? When do you? <laughs> Tell me this, Bob. Do you take the skin off your sausages before you eat <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what about this, boys? The transfer window is open now and will not start of October. Mm-hmm. October. But, uh, what I will say is, uh, pro- producer Ryan said yeah. in the group chat yesterday, he's like, I-, I thought we had maybe managed to avoid any bids coming in for uh, Odds and Edward. Now we've got to fucking wait till the 1st of October. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, will be doing that, man. That is a thing. It's going to be, it's annoyed me a bit because the Morelos thing just every single fucking day. Every day, like, every day. Yeah. 
He's linked with Lazio. He's linked with Napoli. He's linked with Everton. I, I mean, I don't know about you, Stone on it, Gredo. Mm-hmm. Ideally, I would rather just go get rid of him. I'm exactly the same, Bo, because, you know, I've just got that feeling in the pit of my stomach. He's not going to be here. He's, he's, he might start the season, but... But he's not going to be here. No, he's not going to be there mentally. He's not going to be there physically. I, I just mean, think... Gredo, get... I'll be honest with you, mate. I think he, I think he checked out mentally after Aye. the January, the January mm-hmm. uh, break. Well, he, he wasn't the same one, player. Aye. Aye, but, oh, you could say that about the full team. Mm-hmm. I suppose I. But no, but but do you know what I do think? Uh, just even I don't know. There's just uh, this might be just be like pathetic. But even just things like um, him no posing with the new strip stuff, wee yeah. things like that. I just yep. I just think they've got a wee idea that they know what they're going to do. They've probably got their eyes on who they want. That's probably what they're looking for. All season is getting a replacement, a couple because they'll need more than one. Because we're not going. I, well, I, I don't think we're going to get somebody as strong as Morelos. But I think they'll. The wheels have been motion to get a couple of players in to replace him because we'll need a couple of bodies. I think if he's if he's are going to be selling him, I think he's are going to get a decent wedge for it. So well, that's it. Thanks to Jonathan Johansson, but do you know what? That's the that's the thing I've got feeling. I've got an awe. I've got a feeling that he's no going to go for what we initially initially thought. No, I think I, I can see it being a good chunk, but aye. no, with some folker. Saying on internet and uh, that's twenty five million. I think because obviously he's disciplined. He's he's disciplined the issues, right? That's going to take his hang down a bit. But you need to remember, he's up there near the top of the fucking scoring charts in the Europa League, yeah. right? It was phenomenal, right? It, on his day, in my opinion, on his day, he's unplayable, right? But there's too many times when he's known his day. As a forward, I agree, you need to be selfish. Every good striker has to be selfish. But on his day, when things are undergone his way, it is then just so detrimental to the team. He doesn't do the basics. He just ends up with getting a fight with a centre-half. More times than no ends with him getting sent off and us having to suffer. And then it gets to the point when he's not playing well, the team don't play well, and that needs to stop for me. Plus, Gerard must be sick to the back teeth of backing him up, in my opinion. I think it's time for him just to go. I, I think I you've absolutely nailed it there, mate, to be honest with you. I think every point you made is completely valid, and you're absolutely right. And I think Stephen Gerrard was, was done with him, to be honest with you, after the red card at Parkhead. The, the first one, not the second one, the first one at Parkhead. And uh, do you know what? He, he's, what you say, see if he's going to be detrimental to, this, to the team. The, the club's bigger than Morelos, mate. And, you know, you need, you need to cut your losses. And get, but like you said, on his game, phenomenal, phenomenal football. He's unplayable. And for me... He's the first player Rangers have had in a long time that I go this wee guy's box office. He's brilliant. It, get, it gets me off my Excited. But Stephen, Stephen, he's, he's red cared at the game at Christmas. It was harder to get in that position than it was to score. Like, exactly. That, see, for me, right? See, once the dust had settled after that all for him game and we went away to Dubai, Tab get the injury and then you were sitting going, right, the wee man's out for fucking three weeks now, Morelos, because you get that red cared. You're then going, oh, shit, man, your first game back, come on, look, you're, you're, you're really missing him. So even that red card, as much as we won 2-1 at Celtic Park and it was brilliant, I still think that cost us so much, 
him been out for the three weeks and all. Plus, another another thing I want to say about it. The media up here portray him as a fucking panto villain, which is ridiculous. He's a 20-year-old wee guy that's went to fucking Colombia, to fucking Finland, to Scotland. I mean, give the wee guy a break, you know what I mean? It's like up here, oh, the media wants today. Andy's playing well. They want to look for the bad things in him. And yeah, I, it's the, the, it's the cancel culture altogether. It's, uh, it's in all walks of life now. Uh, and it's, it's horrible. It's just, I mean... I think, I don't know, man, like I said, Sherrod must be fed up talking about him, backing him up, and mm-hmm. the way the media portray him up here. See, see if he doesn't go, and they, they does buy him, and Gerard can get him playing the way he played the first half of that season, it will be an asset to the club, no doubt. But I've just always got my trust issues with him as a supporter gone. I don't know if the wee man's going to be at it. And the thing, if he does stay, what needs to stop is... If he's not scoring and he's not playing well, Rangers don't score, Rangers don't play well, that needs to fucking stop. Save yeah. my back. That was good. <laughs> Stephen, that was excellent, son. Wait a minute, hold on. For a Rangers striker to a fucking Celtic striker. That's exactly what I was going to say there. Yep. What, 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 what about Lee Griffiths? Again, mate. I, 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 again... I don't know, right? You're obviously you're actually like my Rangers man again, but I just look at Griffiths and go, does he not fall in the same category as Morelos, man? I don't yeah, know. I would, I would be a complete and utter hypocrite if I just said I, what I said about Alfredo Morelos and then come out and defend Lee Griffiths because no, right, there, there comes a point where you know, I, the only thing that I can think of, and I, you could you could attribute this to Morelos as well. Griffiths has had well-publicised mental health issues, right? Now, mental health is a is a huge thing at the moment. And see, being locked up for a long time, if you've got mental health issues, it's going to exacerbate it, you know what I mean? And that's the only thing I can think that's, that's affected Griffiths in this, in this case, in this particular scenario. But he's always too quick to go to social media and and Aries gripes. No, that does nobody any favours. Here's the thing I always think, right? Shit sticks, right? Rogers had his shit with him, right? Right. New Lennon, the team are away, he's left. Which the what it can he just the, the path just repeating itself for the You know what it is, mate, and it's no I'm not trying to uh, stereotype or anything like that it's Derek Riordan all over again right and I spoke to somebody who's in at Celtic Park no long ago and I says what's Lee Griffiths like is he alright he goes "Ah, ah, he's alright I says Derek Riordan he went you don't know how accurate that is and that's that's the truth you know what I mean and it's I I just feel so sorry for him because the talent's there aye so See what you're saying a minute ago, but about Morelos. Uh-huh. You know how you think he drags Rangers down a wee bit? Do you know how Griffiths drags Celtic down a wee bit then? I, I, I love Lee Griffiths the same way as you love Morelos, do you know what I mean? But there's only so many chances that you can give somebody. And like I said a minute ago, you know, it, the club needs to come first. And we can't be seen to be paying a wage for somebody that's not going to be there to pull his, carry his weight. You know what I mean? But the, the issue here is, while Morelos, you can sell Morelos, what clubs are going to look at Lee Griffiths? 
and go, right, well, he's he's the value for money that Celtic are looking for because mm-hmm. I I don't think that he can. And yeah. it's a it's a terrible it's a terrible situation, but and like I say, he's a lovely Griffiths. He's a, a he, I used to, I used to, he was like the panto villain as well, remember? And all right, he's had his issues and, and that, but as a Celtic player, I've loved him. But, you know, like I said, there's only, there's only so many times that you can... You, you, do, you, do you think, Toll, that, that it's time to move on for Griffiths? I think it's uh, the best thing for both parties would be if Lee Griffiths moved on. But, I, you know, there's that, there's the whole big 10 in a row thing as well. And he's going to want to be there for that. And, you know, if he rests in his laurels and decides that he doesn't want to leave, then there's not much Celtic can do. The players hold all the all the aces now. You know can what I mean? The contract. But the only way that they can terminate his contract, I would assume, would be for gross misconduct. Like, he comes back, back up out of condition, man. He's been left back when his squad are there. Will be, there will be certain uh, disciplinary measures and Celtic will need to be seen to be following each and, each and every one of them. It's the same in I just look at it in a way, like, even, like, I don't know when he was, like, for me, he falls under the same bracket, Morelos, where I go on his day, he's, he's fucking deadly. Griffiths, he's right. deadly, right? But, even, it's not enough you're beating us 5-1 and pumping us and all that and we're doing, he's got to take a corner and wipe his nose with a corner flag. He's got to, when the game's done, tie a scarf around the goalpost and all that. I just think, like, why? Why does I he act? Do you know what I mean? Like, you say he's, he gets made out to be the panel villain. It's because he is. Aye, he's it. Well, I, I know. And I'm, I'm, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, I'm not saying it's a, like, a, oh, but he done that or he, but he done that because his behaviour, there's no, there's no excuse in it, you know. Uh, and, but it, what I will say as well, he's, he's, a lot of the time, it's, he'll be rising to the bait. And unfortunately, it's just, it, it comes part and parcel of, Scottish football, whether you're with Rangers, whether you're with Celtic, you know what I mean. You, you, you need to be a professional and not, not react to these people that are shouting and bawling stuff. You know what I mean. And mm-hmm. fair enough, it, it has, it has reacted. But you're quite right, Stevie. You know, it's a, uh, it, it does, it does yourself no favors, and it, it brings, it does to a certain degree bring Celtic down. And like I said, I think it would probably be best for both parties if. As much as as much as I love seeing him playing for Celtic, you know, there comes a point where you need to just cut cut the ties, man. He's quality, he's quality, you know. Only I know, I know, oh, and he is quality, and hopefully somebody will go like that, right? You know what? All this guy needs is an arm around his shoulder, and he'll he'll get that maybe at another club with another manager, and yeah. eventually you right. might see the best from him again. I mean, he can come back. Sorry, man. Just can imagine next year, man. Up front for Lazio, Morelos and Griffiths. <laughs> <laughs> Football daft with G4 claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, it's time to thank our sponsors, G4 claims. And to do that this week, we've added a bit of glamour to the show. We speak about her every single week. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> oops, it's Nicole. Hi. Hello there, Nicole. Hi. I can't believe this is the first time we're seeing you. I know. I like to sit behind the camera, of course. Jim, I like to keep him in front. He's obviously the star of the show, the sexiest man in the office. There only is one. <laughs> hey, Nicole, Nicole, <laughs> you're, the glue, you're the glue that holds that place together. You're the grafter, aren't you? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> did, he, did he pay you to say that about calling him sexy, Jim? 
Aye, Gregor. You can say that to Jim after you get this win. Right, Nicole, before we learn about G4 claims and all that, right, in Jim's absence, right, Jim is a very witty guy, tells us a joke every week, right? So, no pressure on you, pal, but tell us a joke. Helvetica and Times New Roman walk into a bar. The bartender shouts, get out of here, we don't serve your type. Hooray! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, throw what? Right. See everyone on the podcast. Uh-huh. We a bit called the Legends Lottery, right? And right. George helps Grado get a legend on. See your right. joker. Don has gave you that joke, hasn't he? Because it's absolute right. <laughs> Nicole, yeah, don't reveal. Well, I'd just like to thank John for my joke. I'd like that to be on <laughs> the podcast so that everybody oh, knows wait, that was no my joke. You've thrown me under the bus there, Nicole. <laughs> There's going to be a sale under the bus for that joke. I'm sorry, John. You can call me a grass off you all you want. I'm not having him to know that was mine. Do you know the worst, <laughs> the worst part? Of it is, the worst part is I've got Stephen Purden and uh, Grado, two panel stars slagging that joke off. <laughs> oh, Even panel jokes are more highbrow than that shit. So, G4 Claims is a non-fault accident specialist, so we can help you get back in the road if you've been involved in a non-fault accident. So if somebody crashes into you and it's not your fault, why would you claim your own insurance? You don't want to pay your excess, you don't want that tampering with your own insurance, so that you're potentially having to have a claim that's open pending on your policy. If you're due to renew, that will affect your policy. So G4 claims do everything for you. We can provide a like-for-like replacement car. We can get your car repaired and approved body shop. If your car is written off, we will recover the pre-accident value for you. And it will be done by an independent engineer to make sure that you're happy with the value and it's not something that insurance have given you with no choice in it. We'll make sure that you're notified at all points so that you are looking after your car and making sure your finance and everything's all covered. You should never be left out of pocket. We can also deal with your personal injury claim, any whiplash or any losses that you have from the accident, we'll get it all sorted for you. And our services are totally free to you. Everything we do, we build to the at-fault insurance company. So it's G4 claims, non-fault claims, made easy. Made easy. I'm a best um, <laughs> um, I, think, I, I think Jim Sackner. Keep talking to me, boys. Keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> he goes no bigger off. Keep coming. <laughs> the Legends Lottery on Football Daft. Every week we scour Scotland for the legends of this game. The names that made Scottish football. The likes of your Hamish Frenchies, the Ray Montgomery's actually. He stays in Salkits, I should actually try and get him. See him at the gym sometimes. And the Crawford Baptists of this world. We search high and low for them on Legends Lottery. Each week, one team is tasked with finding a former hero of the game and getting them on the show. Then, it's up to yourself, the listeners, the viewers, whatever, to rate how good they were out of five. Top of the leaderboard is Stephen with 11.9. I am off to a flyer with 3.7 with Scott Walker. But Chris... He can be able to go top after getting Airdrie legend Brian McPhee last week as he currently sits on 9.2. And I reckon, because I was there, I witnessed the Brian McPhee interview. It was entertaining. It was funny. It was a good surprise. I reckon this week, Toll, you are going to be shot right up to the top. I think Paddy Power already tied out on it, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? I think what put it over for me was the Lion King story. 
Oh, the Lion King story was a belter, man. Well, yeah, I, was, that was I was off last week, so I missed Brian, but I listened to the interview and he was absolutely brilliant. Gutted I missed that. Um, and you are right, boys. Highest scoring guest so far. <laughs> oh, Even more than Jerry Pliny. Higher than Jerry. 4.8. Why always be on Jerry Pliny? What, what did you say? 4.8? 4.8. Fucking hell, man. Gun I'm getting Brian on again the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean that he literally only had one person that maybe went 4.5 or whatever? Oh, there, was, there wasn't many people. There was a couple of threes, but most were fours and fives. So Aye, there was. There was. It was very oh. good. Yes. Fives. That's it, by the way, lads. Legend, what he's done. That, that, it doesn't get better than that. That was probably just everybody at Mary Hill Fire Station voting for him. Or <laughs> <laughs> a cat's say you dress good out of trees. <laughs> but I'll tell well, you what, you've never seen a cat skeleton up a tree, have you? That's, that, that's, the, that's what we say, just leave it food at the bottom of the tree and they will come down. Now it's back to Bob this week and we get to find out if he's been successful on this week's Legends Lottery. Over to you, Shellsuit Bob. Right, well lads, lads, I have been successful. I have got a legend for the Legends Lottery, and it's been lined up all week. Hold on, this sounds like, this sounds like how I would start off doing Legends Lottery. <laughs> Steve, What's Steve, going on? Even Steve Lee here, man. <laughs> Honestly, right. Sadly, and I will get him on next week because he will tell you the story. He had a family emergency through the night, and he's literally just texted me about five minutes ago, and he's gutted because he's a very big fan of the show. Right, well, I tell you what, Stephen, we're going to let you off with it, are we, boys? Aye, of course. Aye, okay. Right. okay, so we'll get the score on next week. But in the meantime, one of our listeners, uh, Martin Anderson, has been in touch with us, right? As a Legends Lottery have sought this, but he basically sent to me the 91-92 complete set of pro set cards, which I'm holding in my hands. Phil Snelders! Right, the game's not started yet, but we're going right. to play a bit of a... <laughs> was it Phil Snelders? We're going to play... It, it was, Gado. It was, Gado. We're going to play a bit of a game here, right? So, first to six, right? Right. First to six points at the threes. I'm going to describe the player. If you get it in the description, you get two points, right? Right. If I have to turn the card over to show you the picture, you get one point, okay? Right, right, right. So, shout out when you think you know the answer. Yeah. But if you do shout out, you're out the game, all right. But I think should there be a buzzer just in case we, you know? Like, Gregor, do your buzzer. What's your buzzer? <laughs> right. Okay, Stephen, what's your buzzer? <laughs> Chris, what's yours? Ha! Right. Okay. <laughs> first, first player. Oh there. no! Can I change mines? No. No. Can I? Right. Okay. I like go shell suit. Right, okay. <laughs> okay. Right. right, okay. I'm going to describe the player and you've just got to buzz in when you think you know what it is and you'll get two points. All right, here we go. This person was first choice goalkeeper at Broomfield Park for a dozen seasons since making his debut in 1980. He joined the Diamonds from Trinent Juniors and... Ha! Chris. John Martin. John Martin, two oh, points. Oh, 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 man, that's well played, mate. I'm never going to get in on this. Oh, that's phenomenal football knowledge, yeah. Well, well, that's when he was 10, so he's going to be, that's been his brain, just <laughs> what I say. So, 2 0, Chris. Okay, next player. This person was top scorer at Broomfield Park as an RA Audrey player. Last season, uh, strikes. what? Owen Coyle. Owen Coyle? It is Owen Coyle. Stop asking Airdrie ones, he's Fairdry. I'm for Cole Bridge, mate. I just know my football. Right, here we go. Eat a potato, man. Let's go. 4 0 to Chris. Next one. 
This person signed for Aberdeen in 1989 from Dutch giants PSV Eindhoven. Hans Hillhouse. Correct, Chris. It is Hans Hillhouse. Granny the trees, boys. Granny the trees. Right, okay. Let's play. Let's have a, a third, fourth uh, playoff or a second, third playoff here then between uh, Grado and Stephen. We'll keep going. This player is another player to have joined Rangers from Gartkosh United, signing in 1983. He made his league debut for the Jers the following year. He had a spell on loan to Dundee during 1989 and 90 before joining Hearts the following term. Undoubtedly talented, he has won international honours. Hurry up! <laughs> Dave McPherson! Wrong, Grado. I'll turn the card over so Stephen can see the player. Derek Ferguson? It is Derek Ferguson. One point to you, Stephen. Off to the stop. <laughs> now, I hope you get this one. After four seasons with Hibs, this person moved to Ibrox. <laughs> Hibs, uh, Andy Gorham. Today's guest, Andy Gorham. <laughs> well done, Grado. 2 1 to Grado. Right, okay, next player. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. This person's first club was Celtic, but he made just 24 appearances in four seasons before moving south to Cambridge United in 1983. After two seasons as a regular at the Abbey Stadium, he joined Bristol City, moving to Shrewsbury two years later. In his first season at Dunfermline, he missed just one league match and finished second top scorer with seven goals. Defender from Blytheswood. I'll turn the card over for a point then. All right, go. Who's that? That's is it? Oh. You do it. Oh, sorry. Oh, for goodness sake, Chris Rude, that yeah. is Davy Moyes. Oh, oh my God. Is it Moyes? That was Moyes. That is, that is Davy Moyes for Dunfermline. There you are. You'll see this if you're watching the video version. There you go. Right, next one. Okay, let's keep going. This person was signed from Dundee in 1989 for 500,000 to replace the departing Frank McAvenny. Last season, he was Celtic's top scorer with 18 league goals from just 24 appearances. He made his first team debut for Clyde Bank in 1981. I've got it. You're in first, Bob. Is it Andy Walker? No, I'll get it. Grado, I'll hand over to you. Charlie Nicholas. Long both of you. Can I I say it? Can I say it? You can say it, Chris. Tommy Coyne. It is Tommy Coyne. There you are. Next one. Next one's the winner, I mean, Grado. Let's do the next one, the winner. Right, okay. This is quite a good one. This person now is in his second spell at Easter Road after a brief period in English football with Luton Town during the 1987-1988 season. Come the on, diminutive, The diminutive midfielder joined him. Is it? Oh, what's his name? Oh. Oh, fuck. Eh, we had him on, didn't we? Yes, we had him on. Eh. Oh. This is for the win, Stephen. Oh, He's been on the show. He's been on the show. He was on the show, Bob. He was on the Legends <laughs> Lottery. He was, Lord. he was Chris's guest on the Legends Lottery. What's his initials? MW. MW? Yeah. I can't remember. I thought he, was, he made such an impression. Mike Watson. Oh. <laughs> first name is nearly right. Oh, What's the first name, Mark. right? Mark. Mark. Oh, for fuck, you two are both useless. Well done, Chris. It's Mickey Weir. Well done. Mickey, You're the winner. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's been on this feature on this show. <laughs> well played, Tom. Well played. Yeah, John, because see how I was saying? That's Toll's season, man. Can you try and get 95, 96 for next week? Oh, yeah, get 95, 96 <laughs> for the <Right>. next one. <laughs> 
Football Daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Call them now on 01698 767 172. Right, lads, if you're into your retro football tops, you need to know about 3retro.com. They've got a huge range of officially licensed retro football shirts and jackets for club and country from the 50s all the way through to the 2000s. You can get Rangers, Celtic, Scotland, as well as loads of English, Italian, German and Spanish teams. If you're watching on the YouTube version, you'll be able to see this. John's got his Newcastle jersey on. What season is that for you, John? 82 home top, 82 home top, classic. It's got the old, right. it's got the old uh, badge on it, and obviously Nuki Brun sponsored on it as well. So, sure. classic. This is this is official licensed club gear as well, and you can get tops starting at twenty five pounds, so a great value. They also offer worldwide delivery in the UK. It's free and orders over fifty quid. So if you want to get involved, we've got the links up on our social media channels at Football Daft Pod on Twitter and just Football Daft on Facebook. You can get them at three, that's the number three retro, all one word, dot com. But please show your support for the podcast by ordering through the link that you'll find on our social medias. So get kitted out in the new season at three retro dot com. Football Daft, big question! The season is only three weeks away, so it's that time of the year when we get excited and speculate about new players coming to our club. So this week, we asked the question, what position needs sorted at your club and who would you like to see brought in? Yeah, that's a question that's got many answers, boys. Eh? I would like for us to sign a, a right-back. Polster is obviously left. I didn't think that he would feature anyway, unfortunately. Um, but I just think this, you know that I'm... Obviously, Tav's got a lot of doubters, um, and I, 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 I just they think that we need somebody there as backup for Tav. To, to, to challenge him, to challenge him. For, for what about spot. the boy? Um, Parson, man. Parson, Nathan Parson. Mm-hmm. Well, I've not, I've not seen much of him, um, but it's all that it's all these ones that you you read about it on the internet, and he's and right. he's an absolute star and all of this, and you should give him a, a break. I don't, he's he don't, he's no. Had decent enough exposure yet for me to say that he's. You know, like people, I think there's always darlings of the fans. There is. You remember, you said, was he a Canadian boy or something a couple of years back? He was a centre half and everybody was screaming for him to get a game. It was, he had like an Italian sounding name. Gasparato. Ga- aye, that, that fella oh. was he. Was he was, is he Canadian? Yeah, he's Canadian. Yeah. Aye. And the fans were screaming out for him to get a game and I've never heard him since. Like, no, you know played, what I mean? So he played for Falkirk a couple of seasons ago, and now he's uh, he shite and he moved on for them. Uh, well, we, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember the Rangers yeah, fans being really, really high on him, and I, that's the thing, you know, not every player can can bring it for the youth team and in the main team, but you know, if they're if they're brought through properly, which I think Rangers are doing with Patterson, then um, they're 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 going to have a player on their hands. I think. Right, it's the same when 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 players go on loan as well, and it. Aye. And they go, oh, we need to bring him back, bring him back, or you know, he's he's doing well doing there and all this. And mm-hmm. when they eventually come back, they're they're pimped up to be, you know, the next big thing. Like... I would be right now. I'd be looking at a centre mid. I'd be looking at a midfielder because I just think Stephen Davis. You can't ask Davis to play the amount of games he played last season. And right now, I would be looking at a long term replacement for Davis because he's getting on now. You get, any, you get any ideas? Any names here, Stephen? Uh, I think we think for uh, Nor- Nor- Norway, Norwich, McLean. 
Mate, he's a right good player, man. I, mm-hmm. he, I think he's a good player, man. I really do. I like him, man. For me, um, I think we need... We've never replaced Kieran Tierney yet. Um, and I think we need... Uh, we need a left back, and I think obviously we need a fucking goalkeeper. And I would maybe, I would maybe look at strengthening the centre of the midfield as well, Stevie. Like you said, Scott Brown's going to be. But we've got, we've got Sorrow there, and uh, we've got another couple of players coming through. Young Ewan Henderson's a bit of a player, so you know, um, I don't know if they're they're ready to make a step up to the first team. But I think like, you don't want to gamble anything this year. You know what I mean? So I think we need we need somebody that's going to come in and hit the ground running and ready made. I and see for me I would maybe I would consider moving Ayer into the midfield. I think he's maybe getting moved to a different team, mate. Um, <laughs> well, as you were saying earlier on with regards to Morelos, I, I think Celtic putting Ayer in all the promotional stuff for the the new Adidas gear is an I'd indicator like, that he might not be going anywhere unless there's a season. I use man. I hope not. Anyway, I hope not. It's funny how you do think that about the the players being in in the media. It's just like somebody's telling the photographer, "Don't take a picture of him, man. He's not going to be here." Telling the photographer, not that, don't <laughs> <we>? <laughs> the player doesn't even know themselves, but they can't in fucking taking photos. Has. You go go for a piss, man. Come back and he's taking a photo. Of player, you've already transfer list, but he doesn't know yet. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> delete that. Delete that. <laughs> Well, Troops, let's see what let's see what the listeners have, have suggested with regards to their teams. Alan Muir, who's a Rangers fan, he says an experienced centre half in at Rangers. No sure, but a Johnny Evans, Gary Cahill type. No nonsense, experienced and organizer. Well, obviously we've got Katic who's out injured, but I think the big plans this year will be for um Edmonds. No Edmondson, what do you call him? The, Goldson the, the, and Hollander. Hollander, who's been out Hollander and Goldson. I think that's his plan. But again, Gerard likes to chop and change it a wee bit as well, doesn't he? Niall Kane says, Callum Lang, a striker from Wigan for my team, Motherwell, to give us some more attacking options and great competition for places. Lewis says, Celtic need a keeper if we can't get Foster, then Barakas from AIK, is that right? Barakas. Fuck's it. Aye, mate, that would be all well and good, but he's commanding a fee about six million quid. Well, I mean, he's a a good goalie, man. He's He's a good keeper, that guy. Well, Brian from Aberdeen says, reckon we are crying out for a creative midfielder at Aberdeen. And if Cosgrove goes, we definitely need a striker. Maybe give experience to someone like Dembele from Celtic. Mm. Yes. Definitely. Get him loaned out to another Scottish club, man. Would you do, want a Ryan, do a Ryan Christie with him. 100%. Yeah. He needs to bulk up. He's the same height as Stevie, I think. I'm not even kidding on. I think he's the same height as you, Stevie. And he's, he's obviously not going to get much taller. But... You can it can bulk yourself up and strengthen up and Aberdeen done well for Ryan Christie, so I don't see I don't see why not. Well, well Rab Weir says that now that Norwich are relegated, he would like Rangers to get Kenny McLean. He says I know we're packed with midfielders, but he'd fit in nicely with Ryan Jack or a good commanding centre half to partner Golson, just as um Alan Muir said earlier on in the show. Jim says Hibs have made some good moves for Godich. Dre Wright and Kevin Nisbet coming in. That was a busy day for Hibs all day. And he says he would like to see a replacement from for Whitaker. Gavin says he's a Kelly supporter. I think we're shorting strikers. And Brophy hasn't been firing. Well, apart from when he plays against Rangers. Mikey Johnson from Celtic <laughs> on loan would be a great option. <laughs> I think Mikey Johnson's going to be a bigger player for Celtic this season. Right. 
You rate him, don't you, Toe? You like him, don't you? I do. I do like him. He's a, he's a wee bit uh, lightweight, but again, just get him in the gym. And he, do you yeah. know what he is? He's, a, he's got a good shot on him. A good shot for distance. Right. Well, Craig O'Neill says Rangers need a right-back so that he can push Tav further forward and need a centre-back. There's a lot of, a lot of fans here saying that they need a centre-half. He says he would take Suter from Hearts and another striker to give a different option up front. He says Dykes from Livingston. Oh, and if Camberry is only 150k, I'd take him. I think the Camberry deal um, doesn't look as if it's going to be happening. Camberry, they're talking about him going to somewhere else this morning. I can't remember where, but he's been linked with somewhere else. Just a other team, aye. And David Kerr says he's just waiting for Chris Toll's rumour mill to find out who Rangers aren't getting. <laughs> aye, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Football daft. With G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. It's now time for our Beer 52 teaser. For your chance to win a case of beer, all you have to do is answer the question we put to you. Last week, we wanted to know which is the only league team in England and Scotland whose name does not contain any letters from the word football. Did you think, boys? Uh, Did you get it? I said crew, but that's. No. Crew Alexander, in it? No. The answer was Dundee. Oh. And congrats to Jason Howden, who won the crate of beer. This week, <laughs> just identify the iconic manager in Scottish football from the anagram of his name. Jams New In. So that's Jams New In. So what should we see? How would we guess at that? No. Ah, no ideas. Countdown conundrum. You can enter by commenting on the link on the Football Daft Facebook page or tweet your answer to at Football Daft Pod. Winners must be 18, must be over 18 and stay in the UK. Beer 52 is a monthly subscription service for beer, which they source from some of the greatest small batch breweries around the world. And you can get free beer from them right now. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash daft and we can sort out free beers if you cover just £4.95 for the postage. So just go to beer52.com forward slash daft. That's the word beer and the numbers five and two.com to get your first case of beers for free. It's time to welcome to the show one of the best keepers this country has ever produced. He is a legend at Oldham, Hibs, Rangers and has 43 caps for Scotland. He is simply known as the goalie. Please welcome Andy Gorham. How you doing, Andy? How do you do, You okay? How's lockdown treating you, goalie? I was locked down. Oh, brilliant, mate. Brilliant. I'm up to about 25 stone. Join the club, mate. No, no, I'll, I'll never catch you up. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm not drinking in that land, fuck's sake. You waddled to get in that land, great, don't you? Hey, mate, calm down. So, Andy, tell us a wee bit about how you broke into football at Oldham. Who, who were you a supporter of growing up? Did you support Oldham? I, my dad, no, my, my dad was a Rangers man and a, a, a big Rangers man. We played with Hibs and he, he moved to Bury, so that's where the the, the Rangers things comes out. But I, I went to West Brom as a kid. I was only fourteen, fifteen. I signed for West Brom. I signed for West Brom the same week as I signed for Lancashire Cricket Club. I wanted to play cricket, so I went to West Brom for a, a year as a fifteen-year-old apprentice. I was apprentice to Silla Regis and Brian Robson and all that. It was brilliant. Then uh, Ron Atkinson gets sacked. He never gets sacked, he left to go to Man United, took Brian and Remy Moses. And the new manager, Ronnie Allen, came in, looked at him, first look he gave me, he says, you're too small, you'll never make it. And then he put me out of West Brom, so 
that was the end of that. And then I ended up going to Oldham for a wee week on trial. And uh, an old guy called Jimmy Frizzell was a manager. Like what he saw and I signed. I remember debut at 16 and kept my place for seven years. So I was lucky. Right, goalie. See, I, it says that you were, you, were, you were picked for England 20, under-21s. Did you have ambitions I, to play for England? How did that, how did that work out? I was only a kid and um, I get in the under-21 squad. Gary Bailey was number one. And um, it was down at Portsmouth. And Gary Bailey played in the cup final against Brighton. You remember the famous Gordon Smith must score. And uh, Gary got injured in that game. So obviously the, the midweek game would have been the, the international, the under-21s at Portsmouth. Gary Bailey's injured, so I just thought I'd be playing. I had a training session that morning where Howard Wilkinson was a manager. And uh, he decided he didn't want me to play. And basically, he told my coach, Alan Hodgkinson, that I, I, I basically wasn't good enough. But yeah, he picked me for the squad. So he played a boy called Alan Knight. He was a home goalkeeper at Portsmouth at the time to boost a crowd. So I never got to play, blah, blah. So this is a boy, Howard Wilkinson, that says, basically, you're shite. You're not playing. Then we played Leeds United in the Battle of Britain in 1992. We beat Leeds 2-1 at home, 2-1 away. Who was the manager for Leeds United at the time? I was Wilkinson. That's right. Happy birthday, goalie. The wheel, the wheel turns. <laughs> I said, man, you know what? I said, it's people, you hear people saying, I uh, be nice to people on the way up because you pass them again on the way down. That's a, that's a major one there. You must have been rubbing your hands like that. Get it right up, you will go. Oh, you should you should have seen his face on coming off the pitch, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 nearly, I nearly said I nearly said something really bad to him, but I just smiled at him and said, Too small? I think that's the thing. He said I was too small. So blessing this guy because then obviously when they're not playing for England, I never stepped on the pitch, which meant I was eligible for, for Scotland. So it, it all turned out pretty good right. in the end. So thank you, Howard. <laughs> so a wee, a wee bit before like uh, the Battle of Britain, uh, you got you moved from Oldham on and you ended up in Scottish football with Hibs, uh, where your dad actually played, you were saying there, sorry. So, uh, obviously Rangers was always your, your Scottish team, but have uh, you still got an affinity for Hibs, and what was it like when you moved there? The, the thing, when I was, I had seven years at Oldham, um, from 16 to 23 year old, and we were fine relegation that, we did alright, but it was a great upbringing, a 16 year old in, in what is the championship now in England, the old second division, it was a tough, tough league, so it was a great upbringing. And it, it probably made me. And Joe Rowley kept faith in me from 16, magic. But there came a time when uh, Andy Rocks was picking the Scotland squads and all this. And it was not Andy Rocks, was sorry, Jock Steen. had just passed away. So Alex Ferguson had taken the job. And uh, he was looking for a young keeper to go to Mexico. And I ended up going to Mexico in 86. And that was the ideal thing for me going up to Scotland at the time, going to Hibs so they could see me every week playing with Hibs. Mm. And it, it worked out great. But the four years at Hibs, we got in Europe twice in the four years. Alex Miller was a manager. And we did okay. We had a decent side without winning anything. So that was me 11 years without winning anything. But mm-hmm. it was a great upbringing, a great step up from the, the second division in Oldham to, to Oldham to go to Hibs in the Premiership. So goalie, in the summer of 1991, you signed for the Rangers. How did that come about? Obviously, with my dad being a Rangers man, we played a goal with Man United was our team down there. And, and Rangers were our team because my dad. People think you just turn up at Ibrox and they become a Rangers fan. It wasn't lined out with me. It's, I know it's an old cliche, but that's the way it was. But the year before, I should have gone. Graham Souness, we were uh, doing Glasgow called The Question of Sport. It was Richard Goss Powell's gig. It was magic big night. And Souness came over to me, had a good drink, and he came over and he said, you're going to be the next Rangers goalkeeper, but carried on walking. 
try to, he try to get all them involved in a couple of clubs. I think want to be, he try to make it an auction, but I just wanted to go to Rangers. So they put me on a bigger contract. They give me a big pay rise. Um, they put me up to I was on three hundred and fifty quid a week in eighty six, right up till nineteen ninety one. And when they found out Rangers were going to sign me the year before, they put me on fifteen hundred quid a week because they knew that if it goes to a, a tribunal, they get more money. But Rangers didn't. <laughs> Rangers didn't sign me. So that was me sat at Hibs for another season on 100 quid a week. They were spewing. <laughs> they were skinned the club. They honestly knew I skinned them. But um, no, it happened the year after, and uh, thank God it did because Graham went down to Liverpool with three games to go, and I wasn't too sure if, if the gaffer, uh, Walter Smith, wanted to go down the same line because Chris Wood had had five great years there, and it was a, it was a three four in the rule at the time, so. Um, the gap of what he does, he foreigners to be outfield players. So, without the three foreigner rule, um, I wouldn't have ended up at Rangers. Bearing in mind, after my first month at Rangers, they're probably happy I wouldn't have gone to Rangers the start I had. You, I mean, you're saying that there, <coughs> Coley. You did get a wee bit of stick at the start. How did you find that? Okay. And, like, how hard was it to step into Chris Woods' boots? Because obviously, Chris Woods was such a great goalkeeper okay. as well. It's not easy to step in. Chris Woods was a fantastic keeper for, for five years and a fan's favourite. And, uh, I had to come in, not just prove to the fans and the manager, the players. I had to, I had to, the players love Chris. The players had five years with him. So you have to earn their trust and earn their respect. Mm-hmm. They all, obviously, they all knew we were playing with Scotland and playing against them and that. So they all knew what I could do. But uh, my, first, my first month, I put us at the European Cup against Sparta Prague. I put us at the League Cup semi-final against Hibs at Hamden and let a stupid one in against Hearts at Tyne Castle to get beat. Oh, dude, I so love that. My first month was it great. Oh, brilliant. Ah, you should have said it. What a waste of money I was getting. And that was to the Rangers fans. <laughs> um, but the gaffer, I had a meeting with the gaffer after that and we had a right chat up in his, in, in his office, uh, which I spent several hours during my seven years there. Um, and he, he, had, he had just had a good chat, what we expected, what the fans expected. But basically, just just get your head down. Just get your head down and, and get on with it. Do, see when Sunderland like Walter Smith pulls you into the office, that... Do they have the power to, to inspire you? It must be such like a, you know, the, the presence that Walter's got. Has him, him given you a bit up the arse? Is that just what you needed at that he's point? A, uh, he's an amazing man. Uh, Joe Royal, the gaffer, and uh, Sir Alex were so similar. You do well for them, they'll do well for you. But mm. don't cross them. But when you go in the office and he's got two offices. He's got one downstairs where he gets changed and that's where all the carry-on is. But the office upstairs is the one you don't want to go in. Aye. That's when you're getting either transferred, you're getting fined, or you're getting battered. But when you walk in that office, there's a big massive desk, but all the ex-rangers managers, all the previous managers are all around the wall. And I swear in my life, every eye is looking at you. And it's Aye. just so humbling and so... It's intimidating. And I think that's why he did it that way. Take me, if you had a problem with anyone, he'd take you up to the big office. And it is intimidating. But the way he, he, the way he talks to people and, and he's just an amazing man. He's, was he's, you ever in tears in that office, goalie? I went. I, I was. I was. That was in um, the middle of my career. Ibrox when he put me on the transfer list. Ah. When I forgot to get my flight home from Tenerife. As you exactly, do. So he put me on the transfer list, and uh, and that, that was a sore one. I was in tears that day. Not ashamed to say it. But um, basically, and the fact is. If someone had come in for me, he would have sold me. I've spoken to him since, and he he would have sold me. There was never in doubt he would have sold me. Thank God I nobody just, came in for me. Came back the next season, I 
I've lost the weight and all that, and and I got a new contract. So, thank God Andy, for that. I, I need to ask you a question now. Famously, Tommy Burns said, uh, "Put on my gravestone, Andy Gorham broke my heart." Um, what was what's your memories of Tommy? Uh, did, did you get on with him? And uh, I, oh yeah, a, a great great man. Um, obviously, he said that tongue in cheek. It was just one of them uh, throwaway comments, and then it got taken a wee bit further by the press. I was making saves in the old fun games, getting fingertips. I think it must have been destroying him because Celtic had a fantastic side then. Tommy Burns' team was a brilliant side. He had more respect off the Rangers players than probably a lot of other players in the country. Maybe maybe a few of the Celtic boys as well. But Tommy was a magic man, a lovely man. I've never heard any. I was up here in '86, and that's 30 years now, 30 odd years. I've never heard one man, one person in the game have a bad word about Tommy Burns. Just a lovely, lovely fella, and. That team of Tommies, the Canyon, Van Hoydonk, Cadet, McStay and all them, they had a great side. I think they lost one game one season and lost the league. Aye. We had a decent side. That was a brilliant side, that Rangers side and that Celtic side. And it's Aye. my favourite one but, to watch, like 95-96 time. Tremendous. I Honestly, please don't forget what a side Celtic had. It wasn't easy in their days. Celtic had a great side. And when, when we lost 10 in a row, we'd, we'd won the nine. We'd achieve what we set to achieve. 10 would have been a massive bonus. If anyone deserved to be manager a Celtic football club to stop us winning 10 in a row, it was Tommy Burns. It was his team. Ben Janssen, sorry. He had no idea what he'd done. He was there one season. He had no idea what he'd done. And uh, if anyone deserved to be a manager, it was it was Tommy. It was his mm-hmm. team. Andy, you've got so many great memories playing for Rangers. You've got the Battle of Britain. You've, you're winning all the league, league titles. What, what stands out as being the sweetest? Was it eight in a row? Was it... Um, or was it nine at Tannadice? The nine, no. I wasn't there at Tannadice. Um, I get injured for the last eight. I saw this. It was Andy Dibble, wasn't it? I big Dibbs was in. Um, the gaffer brought him in for the last eight games. I was injured. And when you're injured, you don't feel part of it. And I took it upon myself to go across to, to Belfast. And I listened to it on a radio in a pub. There you go. That and right? that night, I, 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 the, the Mountain View Bar, I'll never forget it. Um, that night, all the trophies you win and everything, it was always in the back of your mind. It was always a big one, nine in a row. It was just an amazing achievement. Don't get and me wrong, the trophies and everything is, is best ever. But to listen to it on the radio, that, that's the best night of my life. And nobody could ever take it off us. And whether you played one game, there's guys that have played at Rangers over the nine years. They've probably played five or six games. Others played 500. Mm-hmm. However many games you played in that nine in a row, you've contributed. So Aye. everyone remembers Hatley and McCoy and Loudup and Gaspin and and blah blah Goffey and, and Bomber don't forget the guys that played probably probably one season or, or half a season they all did the wee bit exactly so you, you're talking uh, Andy you're talking about um, players like Loudrup Gascoigne and all that right you know when I was growing up you were my hero right because I was a goalkeeper and no, I was abs- I was the same weight as you <laughs> <laughs> it could have been that it could have been that mate but I was I was obsessed with, with goalkeepers right Tell me your opinions of a couple of these backup goalies that you had, right? Tell me about Theo Snelders. Theo did. Oh, I've got a gripe at Glasgow Rangers when a goalkeeper signs and he's happy signing as a number two. I'm not the great I am. And McGregor's in the same situation just now. If McGregor's fit, he plays. That's a fact. In the 90s, when I was fit, I play. Fact. Now, it wasn't until later on in my career at Ibrox that I'd, I'd, I'd get injuries and that. So, 
a goalkeeper coming to Rangers and signing and happy to sign as a number two, I don't get it. That's not for me. If you're happy to sign as a number two at Glasgow Rangers, you shouldn't be at the club. And Theo came, he was happy with number two. Big Billy Thompson came, happy being number two, great goalkeeper. Anthony Emmy was a different one because Anthony came and uh, he was to take over from me when I finished. And when Abacar came, I always thought Anthony Emmy would take over and carry on, but Abacar had different, different ideas. So I felt sorry for, for Anthony. He was a fantastic keeper. Even now, the, the keepers that are coming to Ibrox in, over the last years with McGregor, happy being number two. And that doesn't wash with me. So, see, because there is that story about Phil Snerdles. Is it true? Did he shit out playing at Parkhead? No, he, he came off at, um, off the warm-up and said his calf was sore. Did but you believe him? Not, I don't know. He's had previous in a Germany-Holland game. He'd done it in a Germany-Holland game a few years previous. But I, I had two broken ribs at the time. Um, and I was just being on the bench to the gaffer wanting me on the bench. Just <laughs> intimidation, really. And um, I had two broken ribs. There's no way I was playing. And he just looked at me. And he, I, I knew what he was thinking. I went, I all right. And I had to have two injections in my back. I don't know, 20 minutes before the game, half going before the game. And I had to sign a, di- a disclaimer. There's a Celtic doctor that done it. I had to oh, sign wow. a disclaimer um, to kill the pain just in case he, the needle went into my lung. Which doesn't give you a great, <laughs> great bit of confidence. Especially when it's the Celtic doctor that's doing it. I know. And it, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's only because of the gaffer and your teammates that you do it. It's just a thing you do. And we get beat 2-1 that, that, that night. I was, I was raging. We get beat 2-1. I was struggling. But I would never say no to, to the gaffer. And, and that's what happened. But... Uh, I was a sore one, but why, you why did the why, bad days to appreciate? You have the bad days to appreciate the good days. Aye. Why did Phil Snelders always wear trousers? Have you seen his legs? <laughs> was, it, was, it, was, it, was it too cold? I don't, I don't see when he come from Aberdeen. That's probably what it was. It's too cold. We all have our superstitions, and that's that's probably as he, he wore tracksuit trousers. Well, why did you? Why did you always pull your sleeves up? I done that every day in school when I played. I always rolled my school jumper up just to be like you. The kind of sleeves. Where did you get the idea from? I don't know. I don't know why it was. I always used to roll them up and tuck them inside. I, I just didn't like my sleeves long. It was just a, a personal thing. Um, there's no real reason for that grade. Honestly, I don't really know. But it's just a thing that I've, I did, and I think I only did it when I went to went to Rangers. To be honest, aye. Um, I don't know. What's the keepers really Abroad, you've got keepers wearing short sleeves. Aye. Bartes used to wear short sleeves all the time. And foreign keepers did it. So maybe that was it. I just wanted to be like Fabian Bartes. Holy. Did you, ever, did you ever want to have a strip like Georgie Campos? Did you ever see them and go, oh, that's for me. I'm your man. No. No. <laughs> see some of, the I, some of the strips I wore at Ibrox were absolute horrors. Come on. And I wait. had no say in it. What ones? Because, uh, do you know what? i seen Alan McGregor on Instagram the other day. He says, finally, I've got myself a white goalie tap. He's obviously been asking for years. What was your favourite? The white one. I, the, the white one's my favourite ever. It came one season, I said to Jimmy Bell, I said, I want a white strip. Aye. Um, <coughs> it actually came from Alan McCoy in a training session. We were playing right. Hearts at Tyne Castle on the Saturday. We were eight aside across the pitch on a Friday morning. And it's nil nil. And McCoy's usual. Last minute, scrapes on in to win the training session. I'm raging. So I'm coming off the pitch, and McCoy says, Goalie, I think you should wear all white. 
I went, all right. I said, why would that be, Alistair? He said, because when I'm throwing goal and I see a big fat goalie in white, he didn't need to put it that way, but he did. He says, that might be the difference in me scoring the goal and not scoring the goal because you can see white playing his day. And he's got me, I says, Coyce, you're right. So the next day at Tyne Castle, all white, shirt, short, socks, the lot. And uh, well, that, again, that, that's where it came from. I, I don't think so, Gredo. You know that. No, I've never called any. I've never heard any call. I had to go to my angel. When it comes to McCoy's, you, you respect that. I've trained against McCoy's every day in training if I could because I can save against McCoy's. I'll save against anyone. Two golden boots in two years. He's the best finisher I've ever played with. Probably played against as well. But mm. when it comes from him, then you, you trust him. Likewise, he'd, he'd say to me, goalie, what would you do in this situation? If I was in. The, if McCoy's in the situation, he'd say, if I was in this situation, what would you do? And I'd tell him what I would probably do. And he would adjust his position or do something different because he knows that that's what I would do. So it helps yeah. each other that way. Playing with the best brings the best out of you. So when you're saying about the best, who, is, who would you say goalies the best defenders you've had in front of you in your time at Rangers? I couldn't pick one. Um, obviously, my days there were the Goff and Brown and I couldn't ask for anything else. Two different players, and Goff was a great reader of the game. And he, he, he strolled through games. He, his positional sense, and he, he read the thing great. But good footballer, he could play the game. But John Brown, you put your life on him. Anywhere you want to go in life in general, if you've got a problem, you put your life on John Brown. You watch the Leeds game at Ellen Road. Goff and Brown were absolutely unbelievable that night. Phenomenal. But don't forget, John Brown was a good footballer as well. Bobby used yeah. to play in midfield in that. John Brown could play football. But well, because he was such an aggressive hard man that way, it took away from his playing ability. People thought he was just a hard man. He wasn't. He was a fantastic footballer. But they two together, um, I think you look at our record together when we all played the three of us. Um, it's, it's pretty special. And it wasn't one. I knew what they were going to do. Everyone says, oh, you must know what they were going to do. Of course I knew what they were going to do. It's the fact that I knew what they weren't going to do. They weren't going to get dragged out of position and go out wide. And So I could set my position into them without looking. So I knew they weren't going to go in a stupid place. So, mm. people, Leighton had Miller and uh, McLeish up at Aberdeen, blah, blah. Uh, Lawrence and Hanson at, at Liverpool. You know, you, the three, forget your full-backs and the rest of the team. For a goalkeeper, they two are the most important people on the pitch because that's your relationship. That's your gang. And in training, I always try to play with, with, with Goffey and Bonner in the training sessions because that's my gang. And that's how you get to know each other. See, when you're when you're saying that there, goalie, <clears throat> when you look at when you look at the current Rangers team, the new, does that not frustrate you when you see how much Gerard tinkers with the with the two centre halves? Not for me to tell Stephen Gerard what's what's what there, but certainly as, as Alan McGregor, you'd like mm-hmm. a settled back four in front of you, a settled two in the middle of you. Obviously, yeah. with injuries and, and and things, I don't know if Stephen Gerard knew his, his best pairing. Mm-hmm. He's tinkered with it a lot, but then with, with injuries and that, he had to tinker with it. Katic is injured again now, so that's mm-hmm. a problem. Um, so it, it's a major problem for a goalkeeper because you, you, you've got to readjust. But they train every day together, so and when you play for injuries, you, you're at a level where you should be able to handle things like that. No. But it's certainly not great when you're playing behind a different back floor every week. Aye, definitely. How highly do you rate McGregor? I think it's common knowledge that my love for Alan McGregor. He used to come to the Tide Rocks in his, in his school holidays and he, I'd, I'd have him training the first team with us, me and Alan Hodgkinson, my goalkeeping coach, God rest him. 
had him as a young kid training with us. And even then, you could see the way he caught it. He was, he was, I, I saw so much of him in me, the way he dived, the way he, he, he handled the ball. Natural catcher of the ball. Mm-hmm. But he, he was very similar to me. And I took him straight away. And and I'm so happy that he's, he's, he's gone and, and, and achieved what he's achieved because uh, he knocked his pad in as a kid and he's taken his chance. He went out on loan. As the young boy's doing now, he's doing good. He signed a new contract, but go out and play. And that's what McGregor did. And then he went down south and for Scotland as well, fantastic. I love the man to death. I've, I've got all respect in the world for him because it's not easy playing for Rangers, trust me. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's good to hear. This, this actually just crossed my mind. What the fuck were you doing with your hair when you signed for Motherwell? That was an off a neck. I thought we weren't allowed to swear on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm talking about that barn that I'm allowed to. <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. Um, my message at the time, I said, I think you'd shoot long hair. I mean, oh, really? <laughs> so, I, I, I've never had long hair in my life like that. So, I, I started to grow it and, and it grew a bit longer and a bit longer. And, mother well, and then I discovered I've got curls. I didn't know I had curly hair. <laughs> but when they, curled, they, they were like Shirley Temple curls. So, obviously, she loves them. Yeah, great. So, I, I had the goatee as well. What a state I looked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I was, I was, cap- I was captain of Motherwell as well, so they could, they could do anything about it. I heard that she just fancied she dykes and she wanted you to look like him. She's dykes, I. I thought we were talking about goalkeepers now. Come on. Big C was a good big lad. He was a legend at Motherwell. Aye. Aye. Aye big, big respect to him there. He, they, they loved him there. <laughs> they went from C Dykstra that came for every cross ball that ever came in the box to be. Who refused to come off my line? Aye, seriously. Oh, no, no. When I was at Rangers, I never came for crosses. That's what Goff and Brown get paid for. I didn't <laughs> get on my line. Suppose that's a fair, fair shout. Plus, you were about the same height as me, so you wouldn't have caught money. Like, anyway, so. <laughs> I was the same height as you when I was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> I bet your wallet wasn't as big, right? Well, <laughs> Remember, oh, oh, we man, remember, was it Derek Lyle's testimonial? And I'd never met you at the time, we man, right? Aye. And I've seen this guy in a tracksuit smoking this big bomb thing. <laughs> remember? I remember, and I remember. You couldn't see the dressing room for smoke. And I'm looking at a few of the boys. I didn't know you. I didn't know you were. I knew your face. I didn't know where I knew you from. And I'm asking a few of the boys, I went, who's this prick? Well, so you couldn't see anything in the dressing room for smoke. Three foot one. And he's getting stripped on that. He must be the mascot. I thought you were the mascot. At half time, at half time, I'm coming in. And one of the boys says, "You knew that, didn't you?" I went, "No." This is that shell suit, Bob. I went, "Fuck, oh, so it is." <laughs> so it is. I didn't know. Honestly, I, I, I thought you were a mascot smoking one of them big bombs. I want to see this. Honestly, Derek Lyle was at Queen of South, and I was there. We won the cup together. Really good yeah, player. Good goal scorer. Yeah, is his Jinkies as good a goal scorer as Big Pierre? Oh, aye. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, I'm talking about Big Pierre, goalie. That was the, that was my first ever old firm game, free each game. And see, when you made that save, did you realise there and then this is a world class save? This is going to be go down as one of the best saves in history, especially ourselves. If I if I'd have made the same save against Partick Thistle and we were five 0 up, it'd have been a good save because it's. 
the, the situation of the game at the time, old firm game, blah, blah, blah. I've made the save. I could try it a hundred times, it doesn't happen. But if you watch it again, he's giving it away to me. He's giving me it because as the ball's coming over, Josh McKinley is one of the best crossover ball I've ever seen. He's put a whipper in, a great ball in. And as it's coming, if you watch it again, Pierre opens his body up a bit. Now, as soon as you open your body up, it's more or less impossible to put it into the near post. So he's given me a, he's given me a wee clue. And that, that's what happened. He's given me a wee clue this. and I've taken a chance. And, and, and that's it. But uh, it, was, it was good good fun. You see, to be fair, Andy, he's given you a clue, but that ball's, that ball's come in at about fucking 40 mile an hour. How... How have you even managed to notice the fact that he's gave you a clue? Right? I think that's the difference between a goalie like yourself, who I personally I consider to be the greatest goalkeeper that's ever played in Scottish football, right. and that's that's not a lie. Maybe. And uh, Andy Double. What about Graham Roberts? Graham Roberts couldn't play that game because he was in the jail. <laughs> Bear in mind, I, I, I started my career at 16 year old, and now I'm at Ibrox. I've, I've played 20 years, yeah, 20 odd years. You forget so you, that. You learn, you, you, you gain experience. And maybe that's the difference between good and great. You, you, you pick up wee things like that that gives you a wee clue. Uh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's, I'm, that, I'm very lucky uh, that way. That's the point I was making. That's the difference between like yourself good and a good goalie and a world class goalie. Goalie, tell us about getting signed for Man United. I remember at the time being my mind blown, right? But at the same time thinking, this makes absolute sense. What a signing. What a signing that was. I was at Motherwell at the time and uh, I had three months of my contract to go and I had nothing left after that. I was, I think I was 34. And I wasn't getting a contract after it. And um, I get a phone call that morning. It was Koisty. Talking 10 minutes of utter shite. <laughs> I'm in the car. My missus was in the car with me. We were going down from Lanark down to the ground. And she said, who's that? I went, McCoy. I said, 10 minutes of utter shite. So I trained away, going back up the road to Lanark to the pub. We owned the pub at the time, Maisie's. And uh, the phone goes again. It was a gaffer. Well, Smithy was at Evan at the time. And he says, keep your phone on. Someone's going to ring you. I said, you got me a job, gaffer. He said, just keep your phone on. So I'm like, McCoy's in the morning. The gaffer in the afternoon, there's something going on. Mm-hmm. The phone went two minutes later. Goalie, Alex Ferguson here. Bartis is injured and Van der Howe's injured. We've got Bayern Munich on Wednesday, Liverpool Sunday. We want you to come down for three months on loan. I said, Koiste, get the fuck. <laughs> I thought it was McCoy taking Sir Alex Ferguson's voice off. So the phone goes two minutes later. It's goalie, Ferguson here. You get 10 seconds to say I you know. I said, we don't know, Gaffer, we don't know. <laughs> and I went to United for three months. But it, it actually it? came from um, Sir Alex's brother, Martin. Martin used to warm me up at Hibs, Martin Ferguson. Right. And he said to Sir Alex, he says, look, for three months, you're not going to get anyone younger that's going to come here for three months. They, they want a year or two-year contract. He says, what about Gorham at Motherwell? He said, his contract's up. He'd happily come down for three months. What an experience for me. I've got all the experience in the world. Playing at Man United on the biggest stages doesn't bother me. I've done it with Rangers in Scotland. It was a perfect situation for Man United. Perfect situation for me. So it, it, it was. It was just ideal. But what a three months. Fantastic experience. 
What Who did you I read, I read Roy Keane's book, and he had a few choice words with regards to yourself. Did you not go on with Roy no, Keane? No, that was the same. I had a few choice words with Keane in, 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 in my book. Right, Listen, we never got on. We, we, we never got on, which is fine. We never spoke for three months. Didn't bother me. But I respect him as a player. Great player. But um, a lot of players didn't like Roy Keane down there. I don't think Roy Keane liked Roy Keane down there. <laughs> but uh, No, we, we didn't get on. That was a fact. You, you, have, you have situations like that at clubs. You just get on with it. You're professional. You just get on with it. But I respect him as a player. I've not got a problem with that. And I love listening to him on telly. Because he mm-hmm. tells it how it is. Mm-hmm. Did, did anything happen or was it just from the get-go? You just didn't go on go? No, we just, we just, we had nothing in common. We, you know what I mean? That way, we, we just didn't have anything in common. We just never got on. Was that true? What was it Gary Neville says? We don't talk to Roy like that, Andy. <laughs> I was, um, uh, first of all, first training session, Luke Chadwick was up front with Roy Keane. And it was a wee eight side across the pitch, but and I far thought he wanted to Luke Chadwick. And he smashed it over the bar. Mm-hmm. And Roy Keane gave me a mouthful. How oh, you fucking kick it to me. Get me the ball. I said, I've got to give you the ball because you're Roy Keane. And we've had to be set to for five minutes, yapping at each other. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a few choice words there, I'll tell you. <laughs> and we're coming off the pitch, the training pitch, and it was Gary and Phil. They said, I knew them two from cricket. I played cricket with their dad. The dad's called Neville Neville. Neville Neville. That's right. Neville, that's, right. His, that's his name, what's, what's his dad thinking of calling him Neville Neville? Unbelievable. <laughs> good cricket. He was chairing the Lancashire Cricket Club. He was chairing the Lancashire Cricket Club where he was. Did Fergie have anything to say when you had the wee ding-dong with Roy? No, no, no. He, he let things go on there. That's, that's just the nature of the animal. Same, same at Rangers. Me and Spike had a follow at half-time. Once it's done, it's done. Mm-hmm. Monday morning, you're fine. He, he, I'm yet to go to a club, a club that's successful and there's not been a rammy in training every week of some <laughs> sort. I don't mean fisticuffs. Uh, you need I that. mean a rammy. Because you care and you want you want the you want the best out of each other. You demand the best out of each other. Mm-hmm. You've got to be a different animal to play for Rangers. Right. You, 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 you have got to be a different animal that way. Desire, hunger, but you demand the best out of everyone. Every training session. Joe mm-hmm. Rowell said to me when I was a kid, I was only seventeen. Train how you play, otherwise you'll play how you train. Meaning, if you mess about in training. You'll take it on the pitch and you, you're not, you're knackered. But see, if you train how you play, you'll take that on the pitch and then mm-hmm. you'll go further. And by Christ, he was right. So, listen, see, uh, Giza, Giza Gaza story. Giza Gaza story that you've not told Andy before. No, um, we used to go to the, the Thistle in Glasgow for all the Player of the Year gigs. I came to the Aye, aye. And mm-hmm. um, in their days, You'd struggle to get the players out of that place. Nowadays, the players are first to leave, and it's rightly so because it's different situations now. But we'd been there till four or five in the morning. And we were sat there one morning, one, well, it was Sunday morning, it was after the gig, and there's only us at the bar. There's me, McCoy, Loudrop, Gaza, a boy called Cutcunter, Hunter, who's the captain of the Crusaders over in Belfast, big pal of mine, his brother Titch, a boy called Billy White, and his pal was called Brooch. I didn't know his real name. He's called Brooch, as women wear on the lapels, a brooch. Aye. So we sat, we've had a right good bevy. And then walks this boy, and I'm like, I know him. And there's only us at the, at sat at the table, and this guy that's walked in. I'm like, I know him. And it was Van Morrison, the singer. He'd been in concert <laughs> that night. 
So I'm going over and got him out here. Come and meet the boys. I'm at Al McCoy's, Brian Loudrop, Paul Gascoigne. This is Kirk Hunter, captain of the cruise. His brother Titch. This is Billy White. And this is Brooch. And Van Morrison looked at Brooch and he went, Brooch? He went, that's a stupid name. And Gazza stood up, he went, oh, and Van fucking isn't. Paul has got the imagination that nobody else in the world's got. An, an amazing man. Unbelievable. Andy, sorry and for this. <laughs> Sorry for going by again, but I was at a sportsman's dinner one night and you were talking and you tell a story about when you stayed with Brian Loudrup. Oh, uh, the white seller. Oh, the white Brian, Brian, Brian took the, uh, the reins in that to, to Legoland and left you to your own devices in his gaff. <laughs> he, he, he invited, <laughs> yeah. me over the, uh, invited me over for a week and on the first day he's taking everyone to Tivoli World which is like Alton Towers for kids so he's taking all the kids and all the women and that to Tivoli World I'm like I'm not going I'm staying here knowing full well he's got a wine cellar downstairs red wine they ship, Brian and Michael ship wine everywhere the family when Michael was at Barcelona so I know well he's got a wine cellar downstairs so I'm like I'm staying here so I made a bit of pasta down the same there's wine and red wine everywhere the six in the corner doing hee-haw I thought I'll just take one of them up the stair so I'll finish the first bottle bloody lovely so I'll go and get another. There's no point in getting another one because I'll be down in 10 minutes. So I got the second and the third. Bloody lovely. So I thought, I'll go and get another. So I get the fourth and the fifth. I'm halfway through the fifth and they come back from Tivoli World. I'm sat in a city, four and a half empty bottles in front of me. And Brian looked and he went, oh, goalie, no. No. I looked at Brian with a full glass. I said, by the way, this isn't bad. 800 pounds a bottle. But they're only worth they're only worth £800 in the six. If you break the six, they're worth nothing. I said, we might as well finish it. No, they did. £4,800 worth of wine for lunch. Brilliant, brilliant. But, uh, he never, he, funny, enough, funny enough, he never invited me back after that for some reason. <laughs> but, uh, Brian's a great man. Good buddy. Great man. How good was he in training, but when you first seen him in training, goalie? How good was he? Well, when we signed Paul, when we signed Paul, Gascoigne, uh, David Dodds, who did a fantastic job at Rangers, he was like the go-between between the gaffer and the players. We got in the, before the train, set the pitch up and all that, and give the bibs out to the players for the, the eight sides and all this. So we used to play eight aside across the pitch. And this first training session, he's given Gascoigne a bib and Loudrop. And me being a senior goalkeeper, I picked the team that I'm playing. So I'm looking at Gascoigne and Loudrop, they've got McCoy's, Bomber and Goff in the, in the same bibs. I'm like, that'll do me. That's my team. Mm-hmm. Honestly, we were about 8 nil up in about three minutes. Right. We couldn't get the ball off. Gas going on loud up. We couldn't get the ball off the two of them. And the gaffer stopped. He went, stop the bus. That's it. Stop the bus. And he, I think it was Ian Ferguson. He said, Fergie, you swap shirts with, uh, with Gaza. You take his bib. And he split Gas going on loud up up the first day of training. And they never played in the same side again in training. We couldn't get the bloody ball off him. Right. And I'm talking about I'm talking about right good players at Ibrox. Nobody else could get the ball off in the league anyway. But I'm talking about really good players at Ibrox now, top class players. See when they three get on the game, unstoppable, unstoppable. unstoppable. See, um, see before we, we go on, I want to talk to you about just about um, about France '98 and and and, and the whole carry on with that and, and Jim Leighton and them having to get Neil Sullivan rushed in. What, what, what was that? Tell um, me. No, no, it's fine. It's in my book. 
uh, I've never played in the World Cup, mind. I was at 1990 and uh, 1986 at Mexico, sat on the bench. And 98, I thought I was going to be playing. But Alan Hutchinson, the coach, said to me, he said, you're not going to be playing in, in France. I just left Rangers, Abacar came. And uh, Dick Abacar, he got rid of eight of us. Dick Abacar, dear, dear. Two of my mum's favourites. Well done, wee man. Thanks for that, wee man. Thank you. Uh, yeah. you, you, need, you need to write these down for Grado. Uh, I, 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 I was away for Rangers, I had no club. So I'm in America, and Audrey says, You're not playing in uh, France, you're going to play Leighton. So I wrote a letter to Craig Brown, I gave him a letter saying, I'm retiring from international football, blah, blah. There's no point in a 34 year old going sitting on the bench in the World Cup to a 40 year old, Jim Leighton. Yeah? Yeah. Take a young boy and stick him on the bench. Like I did in Mexico. They took me to Mexico. I was on the bench to, Alan, uh, to Jim Layton. And Alan Ruff was a senior keeper. He, he was number three. Stick a young kid on the bench. Don't put a 34-year-old on the bench. Give a young boy a chance. But bear in mind, if I'd have got injured in America or in France training, just training and not playing, I'd have had no club. Say I broke my leg over there in, in training. I'd have had no club. At 34-year-old with a broken leg, I'd never got another club after that. Mm. So I wrote a letter saying that I'd retired from international football, blah, blah. And I'm sat in the room with Gordon Jury. He'll verify this. And there's a knock at the door. I'm room with Juki. Juki's sat in one bed. I'm sat in the other. And the door opens. It's Craig Brown, the, man, uh, the manager. Now I'm thinking he's coming in to try and convince me to stay. Right? He walks mm-hmm. in. He says, uh, well, I understand. He says, but I really think, I really think, you should fly to London and not Glasgow because the press will be waiting for you. He didn't even <laughs> attempt to keep me. Now, Duke is pushing himself. Duke is in fucking stitches on the other bed. He's thinking he's going to try and keep me to just get me to go to uh, France. He just told me to change my airport. <laughs> so, that was that. But it was vindicated because I came back at the end of when I went down to Sheffield United for, for three months. I went to Coventry for six months. Came back up the road, Motherwell for two years, ended up at Man United, Queen of the South, won the cup at Queen of the South. So I think it was vindicated. There's no way I was going to go over to America. No point in me sitting on the bench to a 40 year old Jim, Jim Layton. Right. Put a young boy in. So that's the truth. Did you read Jim Jagoli? I read your book. By the way, it's and, a very. Andy, what's your, what's your book called? The Goalie. Uh, the Goalie. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's not the brightest, is he? Listen, you know, listen, listen, Andy, I'm a Celtic supporter, I'm not reading your fucking book. I was just giving you the hangway. I was just giving you the the, the shout-outs so that the punters can say, the goalie, do you know what, I might pick that up on Amazon or other such online retailers. I've read that. No, definitely, and I read it one night in the night shift in the fire brigade, and I read it on the one go. It was that good. That was a quiet night for the fire brigade. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, Goalie, really thanks good. very much for, for coming on and doing that for us. Really, really appreciated. See, before I go, um, mm-hmm. you all know Big Scott Nisbet's up against it just now with fighting yeah. cancer. That's right. Um, it's, it's Wednesday today. We're doing it. He's, seen, he's seen a, a specialist today in Gran Canaria. He's got to have his kidney removed. Now, there's yeah. a, a go, is it a, they call it a GoFunding page. GoFundMe. Yeah. GoFunding. And it's it's run by um, Colin Colin Stewart Ibrox. 
it's an official... Oh, Colin O'Connor. Oh, we know Colin. Hi. Right, well, there's a link on there that can go and, and donate money and, and help Nizzy and his family through a, a really, really bad time. So if you could find find out and put the link on for me. Aye. So people can have a look at it. Yeah, we'll do that. Koisha today. Koisha today, he's put it on his Instagram so that people can do it. And it's Colin Stewart Ibrox. It's all official. It's to give the big man a big hand because it's... Uh, it's a tough, tough time for the big Aye, I've just read that just now, goalie. Um, oh, it's on Just Giving. You can type it in if you type in Just Just Giving into Google yeah. and Scott and but But Andy, before you go, mate, yeah. right, every week on Football Daft, we do a 90-second uh-huh. quiz with all the guests. Right. Right, so we've got a leaderboard here. Mark Wilson's top of the leaderboard with 14. The good Dr. Kenny Jukers, 13. Barry Ferguson, no own coiler, third on 12. We've got Charlie Adam on 10, Frank McAvaney and Gary Gillespie on 5, and Falkirk manager David McCracken, the strongest man in Scottish football, is at the bottom holding the league up with one point. So, you up for it? You never fucking told me this, Bredo. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it. I forgot about it. <laughs> Listen, you'll do, you do good, mate. You, you can't get these baddest cracks for Falkirk. Honestly, oh, there's, there's good tar- questions here. My target's one. Right, right. well. So there's 90 seconds and you can't pass, goalie. Mm-hmm. You need to get an answer, right? Right. Right, you ready? Hey, Bredo, you want to read your questions? Right. I'm not the best at reading oh. them. But we'll, Do I need we'll, it? No, 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 I'm doing it with Andy Gorham. <laughs> right, John, is the time ready? Yes. And your questions start now. What Scottish team did Stephen Fletcher play for before moving down south? Hibs. Craig Gordon left Hearts originally to join what, which club? Sunderland. Which club side played at Hamden? Queen's Park. Who was the last professional club you played for? Elgin City. Which club won the League One playoff in England? Leeds. Who did oh, Angels no, League play? One. League One. Well, oh, League One. Fuck uh, Bedford. Who did Rangers play in the first game of the season? St. Mirren. Starts Park is the home of which team? Red Rovers. Which club has just signed Declan McManus? Elgin City. <laughs> How many appearances did you make for Oldham in your second spell? Um, seven. Who are the current World Cup holders? France. Man United signed Bruno Fernandes from which club? Elgin City. Barry Ferguson <laughs> is the current manager you of which club? You said I can't pass. Who's that manager? Barry well, Ferguson wait. is the current manager of which club? Celtic uh, Hearts. And what season did you win both football, writers and players play of the year? Time. 92-93. Ah, we'll you get that. that one at the end, Tony. Oh, get that. You've done really well there. I thought you were going to oh, say Barry Ferguson was the really manager well, Elgin. <laughs> hey? I thought you were going to say Barry Ferguson was the manager Elgin. I was waiting on that. <laughs> oh, well, I think you've got a good score here, by the way. It is a good score, Goy. It is a good score. We'll go through the wrong answers before we give you your score. Uh, the club which won League One playoff in England, it was Wickham Wonders who won it this week. Um, Rangers play Aberdeen away in the first game of the season. 
Um, we've got you down as four appearances at Oldham in your second spell. Is that right? Does that sound you right? You remember that. Oh, that's fine. No, hey, hey, you've got the answers. <laughs> uh, Man United signed Bruno Fernandes from Sporting Lisbon. Apart from that, you've got everything else right. So you've got a score of eight. Well, well done, Whoa. mate. That's hey, good. fuck all. I get more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How can someone get fucking 14 in 90 seconds? Uh, it's been great. Great to read questions. It's a bit of a handicap. You can't really. Do you know what I mean? You can't. Oh, you, you need to give him a plus two, John. He's asking questions in fucking Braille. <laughs> <laughs> Goalie, honestly, thanks for giving up your time, mate. I really appreciate you coming on. We all do, don't we, Troops? Yes. Aye. I said thank you. Good to speak to you. Football daft with G4 Claims. Been involved in a road traffic accident? Get them now at notatfaultclaims.com. Right, everybody, that was a really good show. Andy Gorham was a really good guest. Um, obviously, we've grown a bit. Aye, that's in the book. I have read the book, but I was just feeling in case somebody's maybe not heard some of the stories. You know what I mean? I've read these, but you can buy it. Jamie couldn't use Zoom. Aye, well, I know. It would have been. The listeners, the listeners know Andy was a wee bit... I mean, we thought that, well, Dick Campbell phoned in, didn't he? We kind of right, totally understood that way. We get that he might, might not be able to use stuff but I mean he did even struggle with just phoning in didn't he? That was a good show too. He was good wasn't he? Good laugh wasn't he? What about, what about me skeletons at that quiz lads? Are you, well, you are good at this man. You are really 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 good man. But as well, I say, what I will say is see if I had negative to everyone's first. I mean I got a Hans Hill house no bother but see the ones that followed up I didn't make a fucking Well maybe have a rematch <laughs> next week. We'll maybe have a rematch yeah. next week. I definitely John I, I would that would be good to get different years. Bob when's your year that you think I would say about I ninety five. Right. I'm not gonna lie to you, I know you're saying that that was my year, but see that I, I know my Scottish football no, shit. Right, right I'm, I'm not saying that I'm gonna sit here in the ninety five, ninety six one and get them all before you do, because I know you probably scalped me at that day, but I'm just saying it would be a better challenge because I know I, I was just obsessed with it at that time. I will scour eBay for the 95, 96 Pro set if there's even that, that oh, thing for you. I don't know. think it existed in 95, 96, did it? Because it was Panini. Oh, there's, got, there's got to be a Panini job out there somewhere. Mm. <laughs> Aye. A what? A what job? A Panini. <laughs> right, I'm off, man. <laughs> right, okay. Hold on, we've not got the Big Brother story yet. Oh, oh, no, it's too late. I don't want to I told him to bring that up actually when I was arranging oh, this. Have we got time? Nah, mate, I've got nah. the doctor. Just date next week? Nah, uh, just date next week, sorry, lads. Okay, so we'll do some time now. To hit the music! <laughs> 